welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. So I got to know, are you currently finding yourself feeling conflicted around wanting to maybe lose some weight or, but yet feeling nervous because maybe you've tried this before and you remember it being challenging or hard or maybe even not feeling like it was very successful? <laughs> Lord knows, I certainly have. And, and definitely more than once in my life. And maybe you're somewhere in your life where you're feeling uncomfortable in your skin and you just need some motivation to get going. Then I'm going to encourage you to continue listening because I got you covered on this one. But before we do, please let me introduce myself there. Hi there. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that we don't necessarily like to talk about or put out on blast, but we definitely know we want to heal from them, improve from them, and and change the quality of our lives, right? And I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning or as I like to say, undo that crap that happened to you and then maybe keeps you stuck or somewhat getting in your own way and keeping you from living the vibrant life that you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get motivated to lose weight and or fat. I'm also a little hesitant to use the phrase lose weight because that requires us using a scale. Now, no bad juju towards scales, but many of us have been conditioned to believe that is the only true measuring tool for your body of what your worth is, is that number on the scale. And I'm gonna here to tell you, many people, myself included, have had great success losing inches or sizes in our clothing, but have been so still triggered and hammered up on that number on the scale that it often will thwart our success and, and hold you back. You know, again, I've, I've even been to medical doctors, specifically medical doctors that have to do with bariatrics or weight. And this, uh, this was long ago in the uh, 90s, I'm going to say, early 90s, late 80s, something like that. You know, I, I, I've tried everything under the sun, at least what up to this point of what I know. And even to their surprise, I the number on the scale didn't change for me. And, you know, they left it as a head scratcher. And in fact, one doctor told me that he was you know, if I, when I passed, they'd like to donate my body to science. He was being funny about it, but he just was, he was dumbfounded by the fact that I was following all of their protocol and, and yes, could even see that the clothes or whatever, the size of my body was changing because they had done measurements as well, but the number on the scale remained the same. And it just, it, it just really wreaked havoc on my mindset, on, you know, my, my mental wellness. And I know that there's many of you, especially if you're 
in my same age group, that that's what you were conditioned to believe. That was the measuring tools that you had was a scale. I mean, you weigh your food, you weigh yourself, you, just all of that. And so I, I want to move past the fact of losing necessary weight as much as losing fat. Fat is the thing that is causing problems, not a number on the scale. You can have tons of muscles and still weigh a lot more than what, you know, the general uh, Western medical community should say that you should weigh for your height and your weight. So, I, I mean, I know that was a little rant on there, but I, for the sake of this, you're probably going to use me, hear me use the word lose fat or fat loss over weight loss because I'm not interested in you losing your muscle tone. You need your muscles for the sake of getting you around for optimal functioning of your physical body. I'm more concerned about the excess fat that we have on our organs and in our body and that. So I'm going to actually share a little bit more on that. And I got some ways to help you specifically to get motivated. Look, spring is just right around the corner here. And I know, as I talked on last week's episode, you know, we're seeing evidence of that in some ways. I mean, spring is also a waxing and a waning of summer and winter, right? We have cold days, rainy days, and then we have sunny days and it starts warming up. Even if it's 30 degrees warmer than what you've been accustomed to, it can feel like really warm and you want to wear shorts or short sleeves or whatever. And you might just be like, oh my God, my my spring summer clothes aren't fitting. So I want to help you get motivated to take action and a a motivation in a way that actually is sustainable long term. It's not just a one and done. It's not just a quick fix because we all know quick fixes don't work. Yet when we're in a lot of pain or we're in a lot of discomfort or we're unhappy with where we are, those quick fixes or fads can look so doggone enticing and tempting to want to do. So let's let's get on this a little bit further because, again, I don't want to stay too locked in on this little rant. I, I, I bring this up for the purpose of helping to remove any stigma around it so that we're not continuing to self-destruct. We're not continuing to give up on ourselves when perhaps we're actually making progress and and kind of rewiring our brain to look at success in a different way. And this may sound a little dramatic, but I think it's worth sharing this with you. So breaking the mental barrier or those mindset beliefs that we have is no small feat. And it's something we must be diligent about throughout our life's journey you know, oftentimes people will say, well, I, I thought I, I thought I healed from that, whatever that was. And it's not that you haven't healed from that. It's that life continues to go on and life continues to bring us lessons or experiences or things that might kind of rock our world a little bit that require us to kind of go inward and look at How's our mindset? That is something that we have not been 
taught and conditioned to look at. More and more, though, I'm so thankful that we are looking and talking about more going inwardly and looking at emotionally, mentally, what are those things inside of us that are causing us to stumble, that are causing us to react a certain way, as opposed to it's all outside of us. We don't have control. And, you know, along my own journey, have I always been diligent in this? Heck no, I haven't. You know, like you, I have not known necessarily about mindset and beliefs and limiting beliefs and triggers, all the buzzwords that you hear nowadays. Those were not things that we were taught, you know, when I was younger. You were taught to be quiet. You were taught to stop being so sensitive. You were taught, you know, nobody cares about your feelings or whatever. You know, suck it up, buttercup, get going, pull your bootstraps up and go. And some of those might be okay things. However, we can still pull up our bootstraps and go, but also it's really important to look at what maybe caused our little bootstraps to fall down in the first place. That's the emotional part. That's the trigger part. That's the limited belief part. And those are the things that I'm so passionate about helping people in my practice with that You know, I hope that that pours over into these podcast episodes to help you to understand some of these things on a deeper level that allow you an opportunity to do your own self-work and and grow. Let's be honest here for a minute. How many times have you reached some level of feeling good, feeling confident, or feeling like you're the bee's knees and just carried on as such? Forgot all of the things that you were doing to get to that level of success of where you were. Meaning, because we are talking about fat loss here, or weight loss, that you, you know, that you'd been doing the work and you're feeling all confident and you're feeling good and you're feeling like I don't have to try as hard because look where I'm at. And we've all done that. We've all reached a certain level and then kind of not are not as diligent or as resilient or as, um, uh, I'm trying to think of what the word I'm looking for here, not as disciplined to continue on with that daily regimen, meaning unconsciously giving that diligent guard over your mind a little hiatus because you're feeling amazing. And before you know it, you've slipped back into some old habits or ways And you're once again faced with a choice to make. Continue with the old ways or motivate yourself to snap out of it. Now, I'm not suggesting that we must always be armored up against ourselves and our thoughts like some sort of warlike manner. I'm merely suggesting that when we recognize or become aware that the scales of any area of our life is getting unbalanced or wreaking havoc or getting untuned, that we tune back in and motivate ourselves forward. Sometimes we kind of go off the rails a little bit longer. And so we might be like a couple years of that state of unbalance. And now we're wanting to get rebalanced. It's going to take time to rebalance. We're not going to undo those choices that we made in 30 days, in 60 days, 
especially if we've been out of whack for a couple of years. And for many of us, packing on some extra fat may just be our thing to work on throughout this journey. How we decide to look at that can either help us or hunt us, depending on the mindset. I want to repeat that again. How we decide to look at wherever you are right now in this journey, and specifically around wanting to lose some fat. Those thoughts that you have, the way you're looking at that, can either help you or it can haunt you, depending on your mindset. Perhaps we could look at it as an opportunity or a signal from our body to get grounded, reconnected to ourselves, and reinitiate some self-care that may have slipped through the cracks rather than an arduous task that somehow a curse from God has been bestowed upon us. Like, it's just not fair. Like, I shouldn't have to work this hall. All that negative self-talk does nothing to motivate us towards taking loving care of ourselves. So how do we get motivated to lose fat? And again, disclaimer, I'm going to use that word throughout this episode in lieu of weight. And and then that may be triggering to some of you. And, and if it is... I'd love for you to get in touch with me so we can have a conversation about that because I'd like to know if there's some way that we can wrap that around because does it really matter? I'm looking at it from a health consciousness that fat is more self-destructive, excess fat in us is more destructive to our overall health than necessarily a number on a scale. So lasting fat loss doesn't come from counting calories or forcing yourself to walk or run on a treadmill every day of your life. Fat loss motivation has to come from within you. And the first place we should always start with is examining your beliefs and identifying those that limit you. Then focus on changing your mindset and setting achievable results. Although this seems simple enough, I can tell you from experience of working with countless people that most of us aren't even aware of our deeper hidden beliefs. We may be able to tell you how we feel about money or family or relationships or health or faith, but when we really start digging into them, we discover those limiting beliefs that seem to trip us up along the way or hold us back or you know, sabotage our efforts. In other words, scratching below the surface of what we consciously believe provides us with a wealth of information on what really makes us tick. Therein lies the gold. Harvesting that information and proactively doing something with it is what allows us to thrive and live even more vibrantly. And that, my friends is priceless. So let's get into some motivational tips to help you with your fat loss and overall health journey. I got 20 for you. So you either want to take out a list, you want to follow this podcast, or you want to save this episode, download it so you can listen to it as many times as you need. You know, repetition is important. Coupled that with 
action. You can repeat something a hundred times, but unless you're actually doing something with it, it's just, it's just words. And I want you to do more than just words. I want you to put action behind this. So be willing to, again, listen to this over and over again. And it doesn't have to be just fat loss, but that's what this episode's about. Pick an area of your life where it may feel unbalanced and figure out where you want to get motivated to change that. These could be applicable to that as well. So number one, find your purpose. Living life with purpose isn't just for business or relationships. You also need to find your why for your personal goals. Your reasons matter. There was a study done in 2018 that found women who wanted to lose weight to improve their appearance were less successful than those who were concerned with their health and overall fitness. So whether you use an old-fashioned journal or the notes in your phone, I want you to write down why. Why you want to improve the quality of your health and or lose fat. Make it meaningful. Make it important. Not just because you have to or you ought to, but because you really want to feel a certain way. What would your quality of life be like if you felt better in your skin? What would your quality of connection with others be like if you felt better in your skin? What would it feel like to you to be more mobile, to feel less constrictive in your clothes, to be more social, to be able to travel, to be able to wear a swimsuit, to feel sexy in your clothes, to walk anywhere with confidence? Yes, you might have a short-term goal such as, hey, I have this event I have to attend, and or I'm seeing some people I haven't seen in a really long time, and I want to drop a few pounds or that, I can tell you it's easier to lose weight, water weight, than it is fat. That takes a little bit more effort. But know those are only short-term goals that you're going after. You got a wedding coming up, so you got to fit into a certain dress. And I can tell you for sure, you, if you, you do not, your body does not process losing fat and and or weight like it did when it was 20 especially if you've now entered into perimenopause and menopause game over it's a whole different ball game of how to do that so be aware of that because your old ways may not work now and that can be demotivating so let's just put that out there also know that short-term goals those those can be achieved, but then they fall to the wayside often. Like you get through the wedding, you get through that special event, you get through that class reunion, and then next thing you know, you kind of go back to your way of living, and then you start struggling, and then you get depressed, and then you get frustrated once again. It's just a really, really vicious circle. So I'm needing you to look further down the road with your why. Why now? Why are you wanting to improve the quality of your health? Why are you wanting to lose excess fat? Why are you wanting to feel better in your clothes? What is it? Get that down on paper for yourself. Number two, change your story. Maybe you're not starting with the right reasons because you don't feel worthy of losing the fat. 
Or maybe there's an underlying fear of being smaller or looking sexier in your clothes. Or maybe you do have the right purpose, but you're stuck in a pattern of, I've always been overweight. I've always been bigger than anybody else. You need to change your story in order to change your life. We can't just keep reading the same chapters over and over and over again and expecting the plot to change. It won't. Again, the story you've been told over and over again over the years has cemented within your unconscious mind, also known as your inner critic, and that has become a permanent situation. This is where digging deep your into your emotional obstacles is where you find your limiting beliefs that could be preventing you from getting started. Within doing this, you are essentially setting yourself up for failure before you even get started. It's like trying to press on the gas and go, but your other foot's on the brake. You go nowhere. You just spin your wheels. All this motivation in the world will not be sustainable a long time. Change your story. You have to know your story. Your story, again, is not just the surface level. you got to go down below. you got to go into the layers. you got to read the meat of the story in order to get really what's happening. Number three, start with self-love. Part of changing your story is learning to love yourself. And I know that might be an overdone statement these days. Self-love, self-love, self-love. What is that? I don't know. Consider it how you would talk to an infant. How would you talk to a small child? How would you talk to your pet? Would you be brutally rude and disrespectful and hateful to them? Sometimes you're not even aware that you're even using those same patterns on yourself. So that's what self-love is, is being willing to show yourself ease, grace, and compassion like you do, let's say, an infant, a small child, or an animal. Self-love will help you burn fat. It's been scientifically proven. Research shows that people who appreciate their bodies are more successful in losing unwanted fat. And one of the biggest tips towards self-love is paying attention to how you talk to yourself. Do you doubt yourself? Do you reprimand yourself when you go off track? Do you call yourself ugly names? The way we talk to ourselves is crucial. And I can tell you that many of you aren't even aware of how hard you are on yourselves. Number four, practice positivity. If you're having trouble aligning your purpose, your why you want to do this, or changing your story, start with positive thinking. I know, I know some of you just rolled your eyes at this positive thinking nonsense, but I'm telling you, there's plenty of studies that show positive thinking can decrease depression, lower stress, and increase productivity, all of which can be reducing triggers that cause unhealthy habits in the first place. Number five, get educated. Lasting fat loss isn't about banning certain foods, cutting calorie intake down to nothing, or running hours on end every day. Truly, lasting fat loss is about changing your daily habits 
in a sustainable way, understanding that as you body ages, it goes through shifts that require you to possibly reevaluate and modify daily habits as well. Once you learn how to balance your food, what foods best support your body, and shift the relationship you have with food, you'll realize the small adjustments you make now will add up and bring big results over time. I can also tell you that some of you, especially with women, undereat. You don't eat nearly enough. Again, could be conditioning from earlier in your life that in essence not eating enough is going to put your body in a starvation state of mind and it's going to hold on to fat as a preserver you know as a life preserver so really look into the foods that you're eating are you getting enough protein are you I mean protein is big and you know I know like in the 80s for us it was Oh, have carbs, don't have, you know, fat. And now we're learning, oh, no, that's not exactly right. So, again, you need to look to see what works for your body. Number six, set goals. They say knowledge is power, but I believe it's only truly powerful once you take action with that knowledge. It's not just enough to know something. You must do something with it in order to see shifts, changes, and overall results. This is where your daily habits will help you along your journey, not the finish line. So often people are so focused on the end result or the finish line, which may be so far off in the future that you'll get bored, distracted, or even give up before time. And then then turning around and claiming, well, nothing works. Uh, things work. It's just we have to work on our mindset, looking at little achievable goals along the way. Those things are going to build confidence. They're going to build excitement. They're going to build trust in yourself that you can do this. It's the baby steps. It's the consistency and the resilience you put in to achieve your desired outcome that helps you reach that point. Not quick fixes, not fads. Number seven, make it fun. Exercise doesn't have to be boring or stressful. It can be as easy as taking the dog for a walk or shooting some hoops with the kids in the driveway. Or get a friend to join you, as it's a great way to catch up with them and help push one another to consistently follow through. And if you've been somebody that says, oh, I don't like going to the gym, I'm going to ask you to consider reevaluating those mindset thoughts of yours that have you convinced that that's not the way to go. And I'm not an advocate that everybody has to go to the gym. I use that as an example because so often we anchor ourselves into those things that we say we don't like and we never give them another shot. We never look at another opportunity to look at that. And that could be the thing that could be holding you back. So look at, again, those are part of our limiting beliefs, those, you know, those on or off light switch thoughts of nope, doesn't work. So I'm not even going to try that again. You're not the same person you were 10, 20, 30 years ago. Maybe maybe it works this time. Be willing to give something a re-look at. Maybe give something another try. Number eight, 
avoid fads. Deciding to commit yourself to long-term results rather than short-term fixes is important as any decision you'll make in your lifetime. You won't get the lasting results you want by jumping from fad to fad. God knows I've done plenty of those. Oftentimes you give up before truly seeing the results or your efforts, or you'll try too many things at one time and not truly know what's working or not working. I I know that I've done that too. I mean, how many times has January come around and you just throw all the crap out of your house, all the food, everything, you know, give up if you drink alcohol or, and you throw all of that on your body immediately kind of goes into some kind of shock. Like, what are you trying to do to me? And then you go and hit the gym or, you know, take some classes or hiking or whatever. And your body's going to be like, what the hell? We have to stick to reasonable, realistic daily habits, like watching your food choices and getting in physical movement. I know, even I have to remind myself that it is just that simple. Pay attention to my food choices, get some physical activity, and drink some water. I know we like to complicate things. I like to complicate things. I like to think, no, it's got to be more than that because this is too easy. Changing the mindset of, wow, how easy is this, makes a huge difference. Number nine, know your triggers. Do you eat when you're feeling down or reach for a glass of wine or beer after a long or stressful day? Do you nibble or snack on food when you're bored? Being aware of your triggers and breaking the habit is the first step to overcoming them and increasing your fat loss motivation. The next time you're tempted into old habits, step back and ask yourself, why do I want this? What is the underlying emotion? Take a breath and make a conscious decision to break your bad habit. And one of the best ways to break your old habit is replacing it with a healthier habit and even stacking a new habit on an already existing healthy habit is going to even make it that much better. Number 10, keep a journal. This is one way to practice mindfulness and to hold yourself accountable. Seeing your daily habits on paper, if you're truly honest with yourself or on a screen, provides an essential tool. Being radically honest with ourselves with kindness and compassion allows us to process through our emotions and to feel safe to express ourselves in a healthier way to ourselves. If we ignore or make excuses disguised as justifications or beat ourselves up harshly, we are less likely to confide and be honest with ourselves. Journals make you more aware of your daily habits and allow you to track your food and exercise so that you make adjustments when needed. Whether you use an app or an old-fashioned pen and paper, journals are proven to work. Number 11, be resilient. Build resilience. You will have setbacks, period. You will hit plateaus. Some weeks may see no results at all. I say this not to to make you feel bad about your choices. I'm not saying this as a Debbie Downer. I'm saying this because this is life. 
life is not a straight line. It has heels, it has curves, it has valleys, it has bumps. And we have to be realistic and realize that from point A to point Z, whatever that is for your fat loss journey in this case, if we're if we're not being aware that those things are going to happen, we're going to give up beforehand. We need to be empowered. We need to be prepared to get through those hills and valleys when those setbacks happen or those plateaus happen. This is especially true when it comes to losing fat as going along this journey, especially if you've got to be on this journey for a while to get back on track. There's going to be days where it's going to seem harder than others. And that's okay as long as you're aware and have the tools like the tools I'm sharing with you to help you stay motivated and help you cheer yourself on to get through the next day or the next week. Building your ability to overcome these challenges is vital to lasting fat loss. First, forgive yourself. No one is perfect. Not every day is going to be a slam dunk. As long as you find the lesson in the setback and you do the next right thing and get back on track, you're succeeding. I want you to know that you are succeeding if you're getting back on track and you're not giving up on yourself. It's all part of adopting a growth mindset. Believe that you can change and nothing can stop you. Number 12, get social. Connection with others, especially around this area of fat loss, is super important. Even simply sharing your goals with others reinforces your commitment to your mind and helps you reach them. Joining some sort of social network or group, whether that be online or in person, provides support that can help you stay on track. A network that will help celebrate your successes, who will help cheer you on when you're feeling like you're struggling. All of this makes you want to achieve even more when you know you have someone in your corner. My one rule of caution on this is making sure your social connections are those who are focused on working through setbacks, struggles, and upsets rather than merely complaining or whining about them. I know that may sound harsh, but I also know that you know those people who only talk about their problems but don't really put in a whole lot of effort to do anything different about it. You don't need that. You need people in your corner who are going to support you, cheer you on, push you, and are doing the same for themselves. There's something about knowing that you're on a journey together with somebody that helps make it more enjoyable, makes it more that you want to do it. So be mindful of who you're connecting with to support your journey. Number 13, forget about it. You must establish joyful habits outside of fat loss. Spend time with your family, go on vacation, read a book, indulge in hobbies that make you happy or make you feel good about yourself. All of these things will reduce stress and help you live a balanced life. Remember, you are far more than any amount of fat. You are far more than that. 
And sometimes we can get so fixated on something that we become blind to what's really happening around us or what's even happening in our body. So having other things to do, not distract us, but to look forward to, to do, gives us an opportunity to get outside of our routine, get outside of our stuckness, get outside of our stinking thinking and help us along the way. Number 14. Start your day outright. Fat loss motivation starts as soon as you wake up. If you open your eyes and wish you didn't have to get up or instantly start craving pancakes, you've gotten off the wrong start. Establish a morning routine, such as spending a few minutes before you get out of bed and listing in your head or writing on paper what you're grateful for. Put you in the right state of mind to stay strong and inspired throughout the day. This is something that I do every single day and night. In the morning, first thing, I say what I'm thankful for. At the end of the day, I say what I'm thankful for. This helps me sleep better. It helps me look forward to the next day. doesn't mean I'm blind to the day getting sideways sometimes. It just means that I have resources and tools to draw from right within me. And that is gratitude. Number 15, stop comparing yourself to others. There will always be someone more successful, smarter, and in better shape than you. That doesn't matter. When you compare yourself to others, you will always fall short. Fat loss motivation is based on what is best for you and no one else. It's also based on supporting the health of your body along the way for the long haul. When you visualize your goals and the best version of you can be, rather than an unrealistic image of what you think you should look like, you'll be better equipped to achieve your desired outcome. Number 16, examine bad habits. There are certain bad habits like smoking, drinking too much alcohol, or binge eating that have a negative effect on your fat loss efforts. If you have one of these habits, you need to find a way to kick it for good. And maybe that's where you start first on this fat loss journey, is working on those things. If you can't do it on your own, consider working with a professional who can help you modify your behavior and create healthier habits. More importantly, We help you dig below the surface to really get to the root of what's causing it all so that we can extract that, heal that, and help you move forward in a vibrant way. Number 17, hang out with the right people. If those closest to you are not supportive, you will have a hard time figuring out how to get motivated to lose excess fat. If your friends constantly eat unhealthy and don't exercise or your group of co-workers spend five times a day going out for smoke breaks, you'll be able to make the necessary changes to get healthy. You become the people you hang out with the most. And I know you've probably heard that before. And if you haven't, I'm here to tell you it's true. You become the environment you surround yourself with most. Surround yourself with those who have healthy lifestyles and positive mindsets to keep you steadfast towards your goals. Number 18, give yourself little rewards. 
Waiting until you've achieved this big goal, in my opinion, is a mistake. When you celebrate little successes, your fat loss journey will be more enjoyable and you'll have the willpower to keep pushing forward, even on those challenging days, even on those non-scale victory days, even on those days where nothing seems to change. Rewards can be in the form of little weekend getaways or getting a massage or maybe it's buying a smaller outfit or wearing something that makes you feel damn good in your skin. It's important that you give yourself those little rewards they help you achieve better things, right? I mean, people want to be more productive and do more when they feel appreciated, when they feel valued. You're no different for you. Appreciate you, value you, and I promise you'll do more for yourself. Number 19, drink lots of water. I know for myself, I have to remind myself of this one, especially in the winter months. Because the last thing I want to do is drink water when it's cold. Drinking enough water throughout the day helps you deal with hunger as well as to stay hydrated. It's also great for your skin and muscles and joints. It flushes toxins out of your system and keeps your bowels regular. I know, maybe TMI, but it's important that those bowels be moving and be clean. How much water to drink? This is a big question, right? Just like every other possible topic, it seems to wax and wane. Coffee was good for you, it's not good for you. Carbs were good for you, carbs are bad for you. Fat's good for you, fat's bad for you. Who knows? What I do know as of right now, according to the experts, it's recommended to drink between one to two liters of water per day. That equates to 34 to 67 ounces a day. Of course, everybody's body is different. So you'll need to regulate this according to yours. And last, number 20, find a professional. Sometimes you can be doing all of the right things you need to be doing and still not seeing the results. And that can be frustrating. It can be depressing and it can even be triggering. This is where having the assistance of someone who can help you navigate this along with unearthing any hidden limiting beliefs can unlock the door towards your success. You'd be amazed at how much those hidden limiting beliefs can stifle and thwart your your success. Even the greatest pros in the world work with other professionals to grow and reach new levels of success. I look at it this way. I wouldn't want Google MD diagnosing me as sure enough, my hidden limiting beliefs will be the actual misdiagnosis because I would be the one inputting the information into the Google MD doc for the results, right? Brain surgeons don't do their own brain surgery. We, we are blindsided and blinded and even sometimes ashamed to look at that side of ourselves. Whether you call that the shadow side, your limiting beliefs, sometimes we don't want to look at that. And so we we find all other reasons not to. And, and I hope that came through with my Google MT. You're the one putting the information in. Sometimes 
Again, working with somebody who can help call us out on our BS, somebody who can help us reevaluate the way we're approaching things can make all the difference in the world. Sometimes we just have to be willing to reach outside of ourselves for assistance. And again, the way I look at that is that knowledge and experience can, that you can gain from that and pass on to others to help them is priceless. And if you're having trouble reaching out and talking to somebody, it's a really good time for you to look at your story. What beliefs do you hold around not being able to ask for help, ask for assistance? And and you'll need to work through that because I'm telling you, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to need assistance. It's okay to ask for directions. It's okay to say, hey, I don't know at all. Hey, I'm not really sure if I'm doing this right. I want to succeed. Somebody's there to help. It just takes you reaching out. And as we prepare to wrap up this episode, I want to remind you that your thoughts and actions determine your motivation towards any success you're after, not just fat loss. Learning to let go of the past attempts or mistakes you made with regards to your fat loss journey need to be left there in the past. Bringing them to the present moment are not necessarily motivating, but actually fear-inducing measures. This will definitely trigger that inner critic of yours to tell you all the reasons why now is not the right time, how you've tried this before and it didn't work, or that you don't have the time and money to do this now, or worse yet, it's hopeless and you're just going to have to live with this. Remember this, this right here, growth is a dance, not a light switch. Perhaps it's time to try a new dance. And if you found this episode helpful or you know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to not only share this podcast, but to follow it as well, because I drop new episodes every week, every Monday, a new episode comes out and we talk on various topics. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm going to share some ways that you can do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know, I send you so much love.